Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talking Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And we're going to start the show off with some news out of the UK involving Matchroom that has been uh, rocked again after another failed doping test from one of their fighters, and this time an undisputed champion. The World Boxing Council has informed uh, as the four-belt women's super featherweight ruler Alicia Bompgonner was flagged on a test. Outlaying what transpired, WB Chiefs, uh, Chief said the WBC has received a notification of an adverse finding resulting from an anti-doping test conducted in a sample collected from WBC and undisputed super featherweight champ Alicia Baumgartner. Alicia had this to say, on August 12th, 2023, I was informed that an A sample provided on July 12th, 2023, resulted in an adverse analytical finding of mestorolone and methanolone acetate uh, methabolites, two substances I've never heard of or used in any way, she said. The sample provided immediately after my fight on uh, July 15, 2023, tested clean and negative for all banned substances, as did my sample on June 16, 2023, which makes the July 12th result essentially impossible. To be abundantly clear, I know that I've never, never, never have, never would, and never will take this or any other drug. Not only would doing so be unethical, but it would be completely contrary to how I've trained my entire career. As a professional athlete, I am alone responsible for what I put in my body, and my body is a temple. I'm also a proud role model for any young woman or girl who seeks to follow in my footsteps. I take those responsibilities very seriously, which is why I know that I did not and would never put those substances in my body. I have a lot more to say about my journey and why the very idea of me taking an illegal band or even dangerous substance would never make sense. So I have no intention of sitting back in silence and letting this play out. I plan to keep you all updated every step of the way as I work to ensure my reputation as a clean athlete remains fully intact. Wow. Moving on. Top-ranked heavyweight prospect Antonio Morales moved to 8-0 and continues his rise as a future champ in the uh, in the promotional within the promotional outfit. The Southpaw scored a hard-earned six-round stoppage victory over Dujan Calloway for his seventh career early night. Now, you might not have heard of Dujan Calloway, but you might have heard of the Black Butterbean or Black Bean, as he's known, six foot nine. Uh, and uh, as you might expect, he at that height is also in the heavyweight uh, division. But above and beyond that, let me just tell you, uh, Morales weighed in at 120 pounds less than Bean, as Callaway tipped in at a three. Wow, a whopping 391 pounds. But uh, the puncher dropped to uh, seven and three with the loss. Uh, it might, uh, yeah, might as well make sense to uh, give you some names here on uh, Top Rank's uh, heavyweight lip poster. Uh, he's got a plethora of heavyweights, as we all know. Uh, Jared Anderson, one of our favorites here, talking fight. We've been talking about him for years. Next comes uh, Richard Torres Jr., uh, Bakadir Jalolov, Arslanabek Makhmadov, 
and Morales. Uh, and by the way, uh, Morales is with Split Team Management, who we've mentioned quite often as well. And uh, with his uh, victory, uh, he's going to assault himself uh, as one of the ones to watch in that heavyweight division. Good for him. Uh, Split Team also says they have a, a young fighter by the name of Tyler Howard, uh, who won an eight-round majority decision over Raul Solomon in a middleweight bout, someone else to look out for. Over in the UK, other than uh, doping tests proving uh, to be trouble for certain promoters and boxers, uh, former UK pay-per-view star Dave Allen is not on board with the same fact. Some, some fans believe he's in danger against uh, UK heavyweight rival Fraser Clark. Uh yeah, so a lot of uh, British boxing fans on social media uh, fear for Allen's safety against Clark. Okay, And this worry stems from the, the total beating that Allen took at the hands of David Price on his last high-profile uh, appearance on Sky Sports. Okay, uh, Some see Clark uh, doing a similar or worse job on Allen, uh, who raised eyebrows when Sky announced him for the uh, undercard uh, on uh, the Liam Smith-Chris uh, Eubank Jr. rematch. Uh, so, you, you know, uh, Alan goes by the, uh, the nickname, the White Rhino or Poppy Pay-Per-View. <laughs> and he sees it very differently. He goes, I'm the underdog with the bookies. I'm probably with everyone. But in my eyes, a big favorite. I am the underdog to many people. But to me, I fully respect to win. Sorry, fully expect to win. <laughs> Admitting that he didn't think the nod from, would come from uh, Sky, uh, Alan noted, I think I would get the call of this fight, to be honest. So I expect to win. Praise an old friend of mine. I've known him since 2012 from the amateurs. We have always gotten on great. I respect him massively. He's a man, a good fighter. You don't win Olympic medals if you're not a good fighter. But I would say this is a big mistake. Um, I genuinely, really, really fancy the job. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing it. I just think I'm a better fighter all around. People might laugh at that, but I expect to outbox him. I expect to knock him out, to be honest. All right, so we'll see what happens on that level. Uh, speaking of uh, title fights, Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. being one of them uh, in the middleweight division. Liam Smith is ranked number four, and uh, Chris Eubank Jr. is ranked number six. They go toe-to-toe -to -toe September 2nd. In the heavyweight division upcoming, we're going to see uh, another title fight, Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois. As we all know, Alexander Usyk is uh, ranked number two, and they go toe-to-toe -to -toe August 26th in the light heavyweight division. Uh, number eight, Lyndon Arthur, is going up against uh, Brian Suarez, September 1st, jun junior lightweight division. Liam Wilson, number eight, uh, going up against Carlos Marcellanas, August 23rd. In the junior lightweight division, we have uh, Kenichi Agawa going up against uh, Marvin Escudero, September 2nd. And the minimum weight division, number five, Oscar Colazzo, is going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Garen Daigan on August 26th. So let's uh, let's see what's happening. It's been a good year so far, but we still haven't seen that big uh, heavyweight fight we've all been looking forward to, despite many heavyweight fights in the glamour division, as they call it, going on. And another one coming up, as I just announced, between uh, Usyk and Dubois. You know, we've seen a Tank Garcia fight. We've seen Spence Crawford fight. And upcoming, we're going to see Canelo and Charlo fight. So they recently uh, met up at a press conference and uh, had some interesting things to say. I'm going to uh, read a quick little report out of BoxingNews24.com by Sean Jones, uh, who was there. He says, Jermel Charlo already has his murderer's row of fighters picked out of his last 
picked picked out on his list for who he wants to fight after he dethrones undisputed super middleweight champ Canelo Alvarez on September 30th. First on the list for Jamel is WBC interim 168-pound champ David Benavides, who has been begging for a fight against Canelo for the last five years, I might add. Uh, from how Jamel, 35-1 and 1, by the way, 19 knockouts is talking, he's not going to avoid Benavides, 27-0, and 0, 23 knockouts, because there's no fear of the Mexican monster. Jamel's hit list after beating Canelo, he said, David Benavidez, number one, Caleb Plant, number two, and Terrence Crawford, number three. The fight against Crawford might take a while to come off, though, because Jermel will likely face Canelo in a rematch before he moves on to face the Mexican monster, Benavidez, and Sweet Hands Plant. We're probably looking at 2025 or 2026 before Jermel will get around to fighting Crawford, and it's unclear if the little Omaha fisherman will still be fighting by that point because He'll be around 38, and that's pretty old. If Crawford messes up and fights John Boots Ennis, he might lose and be removed from Jermel's murderer's row hit list. Jermel is right where he needs to be. I think uh, Tim Bradley has got a lot of hate towards a lot of things, that people that uh, you dare to be great right now. You know you can't worry about what Tim Bradley's saying, says Jermel Charlo, about Tim, Rand Tim Bradley questioning his punch resistance in moving up to 168 from 154. He don't even know about PBC boxing and what we possess over here. And that's why Al Heyman got us and he signed us. Oh, well, people are going to have their thoughts and say what they want to say. I can't go back to living my life trying to be that guy and try to think about what he's thinking. I just focus on me, staying focused on the game plan and work my ass off. Fair enough. Now, you can't go by uh, any of these shows without missing... Uh, a word uh, about Eddie Hearn. So I'm going to mention a few words from Hearn himself. You ready? Anthony Joshua's promoter, Eddie Hearn, says Deontay Wilder is overrated and never beaten an elite heavyweight. This, by the way, comes, uh, as we all know, after uh, Anthony Joshua uh, won his, his fight over Hellenius and is now looking to fight... Uh, Wilder in Saudi Arabia, this much ballyhooed uh, fight that's been in the wind for ages. But apparently it's not concluded. Eddie Hearn says Deontay Wilder is overrated as ever beaten an elite heavyweight. Wilder is in talks with Anti Joshua for a super fight in Saudi Arabia with Hearn leading negotiations. Okay. So I thought it was a done deal. I've been announcing it for months. But the promoter has already started the fighting words by questioning Wilder's record. He said, I cannot believe how highly people rate Deontay Wilder. He's never beaten a top five heavyweight. Luis Ortiz is his best win. He was getting smashed in the first fight. He was 7-0 down in the second fight. He's never beaten an elite heavyweight. Uh, Wilder, 37, made 10 successful WBC title defenses, losing only to Tyson Fury, 35 in their rematch and trilogy bout. The American returned last October, knocking out Robert Hellenius, 39, in just 40 seconds. And it was Hellenius who replaced Dillian White, speaking of uh, drug tests, uh, following his failed test uh, to fight uh, Joshua, who's 33, by the way. And AJ took seven rounds to take Hellenius out, and Hearn hopes it will set up that blockbuster bout with Wilder. 
He said, I think he can beat Deontay Wilder comfortably, but he could also get beat by Deontay Wilder. Right. He goes on to continue. I don't think necessarily. I mean, the good thing is he got what it was. What was it? He had seven rounds in, a, in against a tall opponent who can punch a bit with a backhand. I think it's difficult to replicate certainly the power of Deontay Wilder, but I've always felt that AJ can outbox Deontay Wilder. So Hearn is set to conduct talks with Saudi's skills, challenge entertainment, and Wilder's manager, Shelly Finkel, in the hopes of getting that deal done and that fight sorted probably in January of next year, if you can believe that. Remember, it was set for a four-fight between uh, Fury and Usyk and, uh, and Wilder and Joshua, but we don't know if that's going to happen now. And, and, and frankly, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think uh, Wilder's got a soft skull. He's been uh, concussed. He's in a bit of trouble, if you ask me. Um, and Joshua looks, frankly, timid every time he fights, despite that one good punch he landed that knocked Hellenius out. Anyway, talking Fight fans, appreciate it for joining me. Thank you very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore on his show, Knuckle Up.